Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we are going to look at a very interesting phrase indeed, and that is the reality of fantasy. And with us today we have from Spirit, Erasmus, who created this subject for us. So greetings to you, Erasmus. Greetings. So, Erasmus, the first question, Mm -hmm. what is fantasy? Well, indeed. And may I say, first and foremost, fantasy is entirely something of the earth, something within the brains of people, and to a degree, their minds as well. But fantasy does not exist in spirit because everything is a true reality, precise, of great clarity, and therefore there is nowhere for fantasy to exist, to hide, to be created in a way, because it cannot exist. So fantasy is something which is born of man. It is created by something that is not real. It is something which is invented within the minds of man. So Erasmus, that's very interesting because you've always told us over the years that the world that us physical human beings are living in is the world of fantasy and where mm. you live when where we all live when we leave here and go home is the reality so tell us a little bit about the reality of home Rasmus. yes indeed now of course there are some things in spirit some places far away, which are not within the sight of all spirit. And the further you go in distance and space, nearer to the great mind, it is only a very few, a very few spirits who are old, very old, and evolved enough, strong enough to distance that far. I wanted to say that because, in a way, I wanted to define that everything in spirit can be seen. And that is true within the exception I have just mentioned. 
But everything is of great clarity. Everything is very real. Nothing can be hidden. It must be seen at all times. In every situation, it is total clarity and reality. Whereas in the earth, one very good example of fantasy is falsehood, which is invented by man, which hides within man when he utters it. And it hides behind many, many things. And therefore, it is not seen always in great clarity as it should. And that then, I would suggest to you, creates the fantasy. Yes. The interesting thing is that man seems to value fantasy, doesn't he? Oh, indeed, why not? Of course, in forms of writing, in, in your filmmaking and things of this nature, of course, and why not? It is quite entertaining at times. And even in my day when I was living upon the earth and I wrote quite a great deal, I would use fantasy, of course, in my writing where it was appropriate. So, yes, in a sense, there is nothing wrong with fantasy as long as it is made clear and obvious to all with great clarity that it is fantasy. Where someone is being false and uses falsehood to lie and pretend that is real, then that is wrong, of course. And that form of fantasy is not acceptable in any way. So it is just the fact that fantasy is acceptable so long as it's obvious that that's what it is. Is that what you're saying, Erasmus? Yes, yes. yes. I, I believe so, yes. Yes, and can be quite quite fun as well as a human being to experience such things. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Where would your forms of entertainment be without fantasy? It is, it, it is to a degree an essential part of life as entertainment is within the earth. Yes, I, I think the thing is, though, a lot of people want to escape into fantasy all the time, don't they? They want to live in this fantasy world because they prefer yes. it to reality. Yes, some who struggle with the difficulties of the earth, who struggle with the hurts sometimes, with the pain of life at times, which, of course, is always meant and there for man to experience, to learn by, and to become refined through. But 
Yes, of course. Again, for good reason. It does no harm to escape the realities of life within the earth into the world of fantasy for some short period. And perhaps, in a way, that is not a bad thing. Perhaps that is a good thing. Perhaps there is some medicinal benefit from this, in a way, psychologically, that one can escape sometimes or retreat into inside ourselves for a time for us to perhaps recover from the difficulties one faces in life. But to stay in this, to avoid life altogether, would be incorrect, would be, I would say, defined as a mental imbalance and not be correct. Okay, you're talking about mental imbalance, and and with that comes the word pain, which is something that a lot of people suffer from, mm-hmm. whether it's physical or mental or anguish or mm-hmm. anything like that on the earth. And mm-hmm. that does seem to be a reality to us. Indeed, yes. I, I would not uh, disagree with that at all. It does pain in any form, as you quite rightly suggest, does bring its own reality. And one cannot escape from that. One is not meant to escape from that, but just to accept it and learn to live with it. And by doing so, one finds the strength the spiritual strength within your very core to subjugate pain, to become strong, to endure pain. And by that means, a person develops refinement and grows. So therefore, pain as much as it might want to be avoided on the earth. It is there to teach and to benefit man. Yes, that's that's one of the difficult things for people to accept, I think. Mm. Um, quite mm. often they say, if there's a God, don't they? Why are we put through what we're put through here on earth? But of course... There's a good reason for that, mm-hmm. and which brings me on to tapestries, Erasmus. That mm-hmm. um, tapestries, again, are a reality, are they not? And something created for the great mind for our benefit. Indeed. That is a, a very good point, because the tapestry within the life is a reality. It has been designed and formatted by the great mind as a structure of your life, a format, let us say. One could say a blueprint of your life, which 
is laid down. It is there and within that structure. Your life is laid out for you to live. And it is by living that tapestry you are then processing all the substance and content of that tapestry as you live it. It is only the beginning and the end and the overall, let us say, skeleton that is predestined and designed for you, which, of course, might include, for very good reason, events within your life which you might describe as an accident, which could cause some serious disability for you then to endure painfully in that life. And that would be all part of what is meant to happen in the design of the tapestry. But then again, there are freedoms of choice within the tapestry as well, whereby only the person, you, that person, living that tapestry, must make a decision. And that can happen several times within the life. Rasmus, I'm thinking sometime in the future, man will be more and more aware of the difference between reality and fantasy here on Earth, will they not? And that has got to help them, surely. Yes. I think most people do, do understand the difference between reality and fantasy. As I said before, the difficulty is when one person may pretend to another something which they would present as reality, but in truth is fantasy, such as a falsehood, or something they have invented which is not true. And that, of course, is a def definition of a falsehood. So that is where the difficulties then become created by man. But this will change in time, in the future, because man will learn very accurately, very precisely, how to differentiate between truth and falsehood. That is to come. Yeah, what you say is very true, Erasmus. But I was also thinking that, of course, as you've said many times before, this life is a fantasy, whereas people see it as the only reality, don't they? And that's what I was kind of referring to. Uh, yes, of course, because you're living the life that is the only reality you know. Yes. But within your mind, the spiritual part of you, your very spiritual core, within the mind, there is all the memory, all the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding 
of where you come from and the existence, the true reality of your spiritual life, which is eternal, which is, of course, overshadowed and hidden by the activities of the brain, the physical part of your body. The fantasy of mythology is based in reality, is a question that you've given me. Would you like to explain that to me? Because I really don't understand it. Well, what I refer to with this is that within the earth, you have legends, you have mythology, you have sagas and ancient stories that have been passed down by word of mouth, those doing storytelling over many hundreds and even some thousands of years, these stories have been passed down. So some of these, which are referred to as mythology, I would suggest they may be seen as fantasy, as a made-up legend, and why not, of great wondrous creativity and enjoyable wondrous stories. But what I wanted to suggest is that some of these which are mythology have in their origins a basic truth, a reality, something that may have happened in reality, something which was real. And I can think of some mythology, some of the Greek mythology in your world, which was told as stories to be processed, carried on, and remembered, most importantly, because they had something within the event, within what happened, which was important to be remembered. And this is how the content and the substance of these memories was contained within the stories that were passed down. Also, as well, Erasmus, that you look at the holy books that um, man seems to refer to that were written a long time ago. Mm -hmm. There's probably fantasy and reality in them as well, but some people tend to take them, <laughs> excuse the pun, as, as gospel and, mm -hmm. and will not question the words that are written there. Well, all I can say is, again, there is good substance. There is good origination in many of these stories. And so much of it is a recording of history. 
not all is understood when one reads the Bible, particularly because so much has been translated and passed down over the years. So its original meanings in some parts of the Bible have been perhaps become a little different to what they originally intended to mean. So, yes, also, of course, there have been times within aspects of religion and the church where some invention has occurred because of political advantages and benefits that the truth was manipulated to fit what was believed to be of good reason. So not everything in your Bible is absolutely truthful at times. But even so, there is great content within this and much to be understood, which is a little confusing, may I say, in the modern interpretation of their original writings. Yes, thank you, Rasmus. Okay, so we're coming to the end of the podcast now, Rasmus. So anything else you'd like to add before we close for the day? No, I would just like to say thank you for allowing me to speak. And also because I do spend quite some time within the earth at this time, and I have done so for, in your time, some years, which has been most interesting and has given me wondrous insight into your times and the way man is within the earth in this time of yours, which I am always grateful for, for the knowledge and for what I have learned. And in that way as well, again, I thank you for this opportunity to speak today with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Erasmus. It's lovely. Thank you very much indeed. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, 
then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.